When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. Listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Man. What's up? We are the Out of Bounds Show, brought to you by Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Amazing steaks. And the uh, bourbon selection is top 1%, including Russell's Reserve Bourbon and Long Branch Bourbon, part of the Wild Turkey portfolio and umbrella. You can find Russell's Reserve and Long Branch at Briarwood Wine and Spirits. Uh, We're streaming live on TheZone1059.com. And the Out of Bounds radio app. Boy, it's it feels good today in Mississippi for the Rebels, the Dogs, the Jackson State Tigers. Um, winning is the elixir. And man, oh man, Ole Miss is undefeated. And Mississippi State is 5-1 and one, and Jackson State's undefeated. So. It's not a bad gig. We're. We're off and running, and it's October, and the weather's turning, and you feel good, and I feel good, and that's a bunch of wins between Kiffin Leach and Coach Prime. Uh, all we'll see what happens with you know the future of the three men, but uh, right now they're all locked in on the next opponent. Uh, although Tracy did ask us on the Ag Up Equipment text line. Does Kiffin interview for the Auburn job before or after the game on Ooh. Saturday? Talking about coming in hot on the Ag Up Equipment text line. Tracy. Tracy's coming, not just hot. You I'm talking about, mad. you know, flames of burning fire, whatever Johnny Cash said. You can make people mad talking about Lane Kiffin interviewing at Auburn. Ag Up Equipment, John Deere Tractor text line, 601-885-3776. It all happens for you and me on Twitter, at Bo Bounds. And I uh, want to say good morning. Welcome in. Hope you had a good weekend. Um, yesterday was was fun. I know Saints fans are happy. You should be. Uh, you beat the Seattle Seahawks in a crazy game. Um, at home, in the Dome. And uh, then there was some other weird stuff happening in the NFL. So, you know, we talked about college football in the A&M Alabama game going down to the wire. Um, and that was, that had a lot of suspense to it. You know, um, you're sitting there, you're on the edge of your seat or sofa and you're watching that A&M drive and you're going, no way they do this. And then all of a sudden they're on the two yard line and you're like, what? 
Uh, didn't didn't have quite enough juice as far as what they could actually call um, with a young quarterback in the red zone. I still think that young man can be pretty good. It's just a matter if he's going to get a good offensive coach or if he's broken before he has an opportunity to be good. We we had that happen in Starkville and Oxford, you know, with bad coaches. Um, and Haynes King's got a little oomph, but anyway. And look, Alabama won with Milro. They just figured it out. They they found a way. Boy, but two fumbles and, and it's, I mean, you you if you if you turn the ball over like that consistently. You're in trouble if you're out. Like, you're not going undefeated if you're Alabama, if you turn the ball over like that. No, and, and again, they can lose. You know, Bartu made a great comment yesterday. Does, does Tennessee want to win this weekend? And then, you know, they could go into Georgia's tough, right? But they could go and lose to Georgia and be 11-1 and one and have road wins, uh, a road win at LSU, a home win against Bama and Florida. And that, because of the way the college football is set up this year, that could be enough juice to get the four seed and let Bama and Georgia duke it out in the SEC championship. And don't forget, if Bama loses, that could be their second loss. Mm-hmm. Then I don't know what it does because Ohio State's in, okay? Barring, a, I guess, a Michigan miracle, Ohio State is in. And the two teams out west, I don't have enough confidence in UCLA and Southern Cal, even though they're both undefeated to get all the way through the Pac-12 and Pac-12 championship game. Although you would think that the college football playoff committee would love to add a West team for the first time in forever. Yeah. A a non-Alabama, a East team, non-Alabama East team from Tennessee is much more sellable than the Pac-12 to me. Yeah. Tennessee is a much more sellable brand than the Pac-12. I'll say this. uh, Well, I don't know. Southern Cal... For three weeks, they would build up the the. Uh, I, I disagree. Southern Cal is a much bigger brand than Tennessee. Now Tennessee's playing better football. I yes. think is where you're going, and would be. And they have teams. a star at the quarterback position who may be in New York and win the Heisman. Yeah, in Hendon Hooker because I'm on the Hooker train, That's, and I yeah. was there before, so everybody else can jump <laughs> on board. But the bottom line is Southern Cal and UCLA are undefeated. I still don't think if they ha- that they have enough juice mm-hmm. to get there, but Chip Kelly did something that a lot of coaches aren't capable of doing. He fired his friend, a defensive coordinator, Turned and he upgraded. Around. Turned it around. Okay. Now, uh, the bottom line is we all know that it, it comes down to three things for the most part. And, and, and Explosive plays, offensive scoring efficiency, defensive scoring efficiency. Now, a big helping of two of those three run through what? The quarterback position, mm-hmm. right? But as far as Tennessee, if they beat Alabama for the first time since the iPhone and Twitter this weekend, they've never been able to brag about beating Bama on an iPhone with the Twitter app because they haven't beaten Bama since then. If Tennessee, who's hosting game day, can do this, it sets up for a mega, mega, mega game November 5th as Tennessee goes to Georgia. Let me ask you this question. No, we don't know what Bryce Young will be moving forward. We do know that Quinn Ewers had an AC shoulder sprain on his non-throwing shoulder and missed three and a half weeks. Not knowing what will happen to Bryce Young, and it's, and it's safe to assume that even if he comes back, he's probably not 100% because you don't heal like that in the middle of the season. 
if Tennessee beats Alabama this weekend, are you willing to say Alabama doesn't win the West? They still have games. After the Tennessee games, they still have to play State at home, at LSU, at Ole Miss, Auburn at home. They could lose two games. We don't ever see that with Alabama. If they lose to Tennessee, is a second loss on the table for the Crimson Tide. I don't think it is. Okay. I don't. Because if you're Alabama and you're, I mean, if you're Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, you're sitting here going, this is our and opportunity. And here's why, Blake. They still have an off week, and that gives Bryce another two weeks. Yep. And I think also, I agree with you, it takes a little while, but these are world-class athletes, oh, and they true. heal at an insane level. Because I like, I, I pepper our orthopedic surgeons and so on with questions on how these guys at 18, 19, 20, you know, bounce back compared to me, yeah. who I'm just lucky to get out of bed. Oh, it's totally and different. And it's just yeah. a different deal. And so I think, I I don't see it, Blake. It could, could it happen? Yeah, but I, I think you're talking about single-digit percentage of, of ha- you know why because I still think that Alabama defense is bringing it Blake and you can't count out those three players including number 31 who played out of their minds yeah. for Alabama on defense yeah on on Saturday night and I'm talking about out of their minds yeah I'm with you I no, I mean Alabama's obviously the favorite yeah I just wonder I, if- I guess my question is like like A&M if that's the case, how much do you have to score to do that? To bam- See, Hinn and Hooker and Tennessee have all these weapons. Yeah, Mississippi State and Ole Miss and LSU. I-, I love what Mississippi State's doing on offense. I like what Kiffin's doing on offense. LSU doesn't have an offense and Auburn doesn't have an offense. So your w- only window of opportunity would be for Mississippi State or Ole Miss to take down Bama. And my question would be this. Can they really score 21 points on Will Anderson in that Alabama defense? It's a great question. I mean, and would A&M that be did enough? It. Yeah. But it wasn't. No, correct. You're right about that. The LSU I- plays in like Super Bowl two though, just like A&M. And that game's on the road That's in true. Baton Rouge. That's true. Uh, Kessler Prime has six private dining rooms that you can reserve for any special occasion. KesslerPrime.com, the Out of Bounds Show, live in the Bank Plus studio. Tom Luganville at 830. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we've got the uh, Mike Leach coffee audio coming up here in a second. Um, Blake and others seem to believe that Leach was more locked in. Now, I can't go all the way on that because I don't watch Leach an hour before the game. Uh, But this past weekend, it lined up where Marty and McGee and SEC Nation were there, and they interviewed him walking on the field uh, a couple hours before the game. And um, I thought it was funny, and you thought it was funny. And Leach is usually pretty engaging, and uh, he was quote-unquote, you know, locked in for whatever that's worth. Uh, You know how I love this kind of stuff, Um, trying to read our coaches uh, pregame, during the game, after the game, you know, whatever. It doesn't mean enough to them. They're not intense enough, all that kind of fun stuff. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Brought to you by Superior Foundation for all your foundation repairs. Superior.ms. We're going to give away a gift certificate to Burger, Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue, B3. Um, and it's going to be the best reaction to the coffee talk. The coffee audio with Mike Leach. So this is Mike Leach holding his cup of coffee. Somebody get that man a, a, a Hale State tumbler. <laughs> Can somebody... <laughs> He had a on the campus. Up. <laughs> get Mike. I mean, I have forty-seven tumblers here and at my house. Can somebody get him a maroon and white tumbler so that he has it at all times? Um, this is Mike Leach pregame. You got your coffee. Yeah. It is early. How, how do you take your coffee? What's the best way to take your coffee? Well, coffee tastes terrible anyway, so don't put anything in it to obstruct the harsh, bitter taste. Then. Just put it down one sip at a time, you know. So it's just all about the effect, the taste. It's not about the experience at all. It's about the outcome. No, the experience is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, Leach, coffee's terrible. Yeah. He he made that sound like it was medicine you take. You know how, like, when your mom was, yeah, like, like, when you were young? like, Robitussin? Yeah, when you were young and I'm they had, like... trying to think of something that's terrible. Yeah, cough... Well, cough medicine, when I was younger, always had that terrible, I mean, like... NyQuil's not any good. Yeah, I know they may have better stuff now, but when I was growing up, it was that, like, pinkish, reddish cough medicine syrup that you would get only when you were really that. sick. Okay. And it tasted terrible. I mean, it's just, like... I think it was just the normal type of cough like medicine. Domitab but like, Domitab But, like, prescription that you got okay. from a doctor, right? Okay. Not, like... NyQuil at the, at the store, but, got it. but that stuff was terrible. And so your mom, you'd be like, just close your nose, like chug it down, get it. Cause you need the effects of it. Right. It's not about the taste of the medicine. It's the effects. Leach is the same way. I love that. He says, Oh, I just black coffee, bitter, terrible, drink it, be awake. <laughs> like you can tell he's like, I'm, he goes earlier in that interview. They were like, he was like, yeah, it's like 7am or whatever time. It's like nine 30 at this well, point. Okay. Now that's a great point too. Leach is not an, an early bird. No. So, it's a combination of Arkansas had beat him twice. He was ticked off. Yeah. Um, they know they have something 
possible here yeah, this year, he, too. He knows that things could be lining up for his team. I think without him showing it, he's really juiced up at the crowd. Yeah. Like, he's like, they never experienced anything like this at Texas Tech or Washington State. Okay? Tech a little bit, but nothing close to this. Where, where he's got a, a rabid SEC fan base, you know, that's never been more engaged or motivated um, because of what we've talked about for years, right? Burns, Strickland, Cohen, Mullen, Keenum, all that. Um, you know, they, they, they wrestled the, the no-fun zone away from Larry Templeton yep. and rebooted the whole thing. So I also think that he's a little cranky at that time because Leach doesn't really get up and go until around noon. Yep. And, and he does his work at 2, 4, 6, 8, 10 at night. And, and that's a good one, Blake. So your best reaction and you win a B3 Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue gift certificate where you can go smash a burger or eat breakfast, chicken and waffles, at B3 in Madison. Uh, Brandon and Madison is lunch and dinner. Madison is also breakfast six mornings a week. Your Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. Ole Miss packed it out the week before at an 11 a.m. game, tip of the cap, to their fans and students. Mississippi State packed it out fans, and students um, this past weekend. And and it was loud early. Yeah. They were in it. And also, Mississippi State kind of pulled an Ole Miss. They went up 14 to nothing, and they just took the win or any win that they had. Any win that the Arkansas Razorbacks had, they took it out of their sale by – pounding the rock on that first possession. I think that ripping off run after run, they set the tone and the table in the line of scrimmage and basically said, Barry Odom, we're going to work you all day. Yeah. And they did. Now I know they went to sleep every damn near every team in college football does it. They went to sleep for a couple of small chunks during the game, but then they put it back. They put the lanyard back on them, Blake. In the second half. I thought that, and that's what I wanted to bring up too. I thought Ole Miss did what Ole Miss has done for years, which is let a bad team hang around for a little bit and then explosive plays win the day, right? So that wasn't surprising to me. I thought this was another microcosm of what passing the ball gives you when you're a Mississippi State or Ole Miss team. You're up 21-3. to You give up a junk play at the end of the half. You're up 21-10. Kentucky, or Arkansas gets the ball out of half. They, How many times have we seen a Mississippi State or Ole Miss team fold in that moment, give up a score, it'd be 21-17, momentum would be back on that other team's side, and you never know what's going to happen with as bad an offense as State has had in years. In this instance, Zach Arnett's defense did the job, and the Mississippi State offense did what it's done under Leach the majority of the time he's been there. It moved the football and ended up scoring a touchdown. That's the difference in having the air raid offense and having what Mississippi State's been used to or what you're seeing oh, you're at, right. I mean, at, at Oklahoma or at Kentucky or at South Carolina, at Vanderbilt, like that type of slow, lazy offense. Well, and they had explosive plays through the air. Yeah. And, and you know, people have gone crazy on the dink and dunk, and Will is more than capable of throwing the ball 30 yards down the field, obviously. All he does is flick it. Um, he could throw it even more. And they had some guys that really worked the Arkansas secondary yeah. at the second level. Yeah. And it worked out for yeah. them. Yeah. But that that stretching out, not winning 
28 to 14 or 28 17, but winning 40 to 17. Like that's to me, that's the difference in that air raid versus what you've been used to in Starville. And it's why there's still so much potential in front of you with the Mike Leach offense. Oh, I mean, they could upgrade at at almost all positions across the board on offense. And I'm not, that's not a shot. The guys that are playing right now are playing really good football. Yeah. They're some of the best you've ever had for they, receiver they and, and QB position, and yet you still could get better. I mean, I've always said your baseline should be two Chad Bumpuses and um, like a Drummond yeah. and a Fred Ross. Yeah, that, that should be your baseline. If you've got any hustle on your staff recruiting-wise, which I'm not sure they do, um, if you've got any of that, that should be your baseline. Actually, two Chad Bumpus pluses, yeah, a Dontario Drummond and a Fred Ross, yeah, that should be your baseline. I think that's We're, what you can. You're move in towards. the Sun Belt. Yeah. You've been winning for 12 years in football. It's time to, you know, make that step. Now, would you love to have Caleb Ducking one more year? Because he was beyond raw, Blake. Yes, and Ole Miss and Mississippi State have taken some raw athletes. And they have become stars on their campuses over the years. But if you got if you had another year of Caleb Ducking, unbelievable. And uh your two most talented receivers, Ra Ra and Tulu, didn't do anything and you won by twenty three points yeah. on Saturday. Which is incredible. That goes back to the offense that you're referencing and how when run well and right. And running for 177 yards on the ground, which Tom Luganville is going to get all hot and bothered about in the next segment. We're giving away a uh, Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue gift certificate. Best reaction to Mike Leach's coffee uh, hit and segment on Saturday morning. The Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. Brought to you by your next John Deere tractor at Ag Up Equipment and agup.com. Luganville next on the Dosecki Guest Line. show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at dancing rabbit golf club in philadelphia mississippi uh dogs and rebs win and jackson state they're all on a roll two of the three are undefeated and mississippi state's five and one here's what's crazy Mississippi State has played three SEC West games, opponents. Ole Miss has not played one. It's October 10th. Isn't that wild? We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. You can watch the show right now on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. Our guests join us on the Dosecki Guest Line, and your SEC Insider hit is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau insurance agent in any of the 82 counties in Mississippi. We welcome in our friend Tom Luganville, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He'll be heading out to the uh, BYU-Arkansas game. That's at BYU this weekend. Luz, good morning. How's the day going? It's going good, man. Been up bright and early. We've got a ESPN 300 rankings update that will be uh, – uh, posting later on uh, this week. It, it's so funny hearing your little intro there. You're talking about the uh, the old Miss Rebs. 
And, you know, I got, as you know, I got a chance to see them throttle Georgia Tech. They came away very, very impressed. But I also feel like we still have no idea how actually good they are, right? I mean, you, you sit there and you look at what's coming down the pipe. Auburn at LSU, at A&M, Alabama, at Arkansas, Mississippi State to close it up. I mean, we're really probably not going to truly know until the Egg Bowl how good Ole Miss really is. Yeah, the schedule's crazy. Powder Puff, it is. you know, the, the first part, and then you just went through the gauntlet. And they haven't – this is unheard of in the league, um, period, but they've yet to play an SEC West game, Luke's. I know. I know. It's so strange. And you and you kind of figure, I mean, if you're Lane Kiffey, you're sitting there going, all right, it's going to be a, you know, a tough road to hope. Let's split it up a little bit, right? <laughs> let's, let's see if we can throw that at Arkansas game where the Georgia Tech game was or, you know, the at A&M game where the Tulsa game was. It's something. I mean, that's murderer's row coming down the pike here. Yeah. And look, they did what they, they slept walk. You still don't want to be down 2017 at half, regardless if you're sleepwalking to Vandy. Um, because Vandy's awful, but uh, but hey, they did what they needed in the in the second half. You know, the game Leach gets a little revenge on Arkansas. Tom, they had they were two and zero against him, and both close games, um, in which Mississippi State could have won. But uh, you know, the dogs did what they needed to do. They run the football. They throw the football wait, at will. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. They ran the football, man. Did you see the first three plays of the game? Yeah, I was there. I was there. <laughs> what have we been talking about for three years here? Right? It's awesome. I love this. When, I'm telling you right now, this is what's going to change that team. When the defense decides. See, this is the thing. Barry Odom, in the 2020 season, if you go back to what Barry Odom did, He's the first one because the following week that season they played Kentucky. Kentucky did the exact same thing. And they rushed three, dropped eight, had a basically a four to four and a half man box, right? Mississippi State wouldn't run it. What does Barry Odom do on Saturday? Literally went into his 2020 game plan file, pulled out the same game plan, and thought it was going to work twice in a row. What does Mike Leach do? Ah, ha, ha. No, we're not doing that anymore. You're going to give me that box? We're just going to hand the ball off. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, now, it, it's uh, great. the flip side is they weren't capable of running it two years ago. I, you know, I've talked to the staff, Maybe not. and Maybe they not. said once Colin Hill threw a fit and thought that they were going to allow him to run the team like Joe Moorhead did, and Leach right. said that's not how it works under my deal, and right. and Colin thought that he could make that play, and and it just didn't work. They took Marks and Dylan Johnson were not capable of one hitting the hole, two breaking any tackles as true fresh. Some running backs are, but those sure. guys were not. That's been the counter to when I've asked those guys, assistant coaches personally about yeah. that. And that's Luke. fair. That's fair. Because, um, but boy, I love to see it, man, because I think it's going to make a world of difference in their football team. Oh, no, you're right. I mean, for Dylan Johnson and Marks to rip off 177 yards, as you said, just totally opened it up for for Will Rogers, oh yeah, and and all those guys. And look, they were running wide open at that point because, like you said, Barry Odom thought he could do this and it didn't work, and boom. Um, we talked about this with you for years now, it, taking advantage of windows of opportunity, and the yeah. last two years was was 
a good time to be good in the West because of all the transition and the lack of good quarterback play at some of the big boys. And mm-hmm. just, Tom, talk about that. You got a 6-0 and Ole Miss team, and Mississippi State's 5-1 and and has played three SEC West games, which is pretty damn good. Uh, but you got to take advantage of the window at Auburn, LSU, and A&M and kind of the dysfunction, transition, and lack of Q- QB play there. There's no, there's no question that Ole Miss cannot play down to the level of the competition within the conference. They could get away with that, all right, against the Vanderbilt out of the SEC. But when you're, when you're in your division and you've got Auburn playing the way they're playing, LSU just got off to a horrendous start, a horrendous start. And once you get behind against, against that Tennessee team, man, it is difficult to crawl back in. And then, you know, what we've seen out of A&M, they are what they are, you know. And um, you, those are three games that not only Ole Miss can win, they should win. And it will be very interesting to see if they come out and play like they're capable of because that would set up a dandy on November 12th. Yes. Um, so, are you buying Mississippi State? Where are you as far as what yeah, they're doing? You know, I think if you go back to your archives when we talked about in the preseason, and there were two teams I, you know, I was really surprised weren't ranked. Well, no, it was two teams I was surprised where they were ranked. And the one of them was Mississippi State not being ranked. But they returned the most experienced football team of anybody in the conference as far as play experience, more experience than everybody else in the conference. Um, the quarterback, all the weapons were back. The big on defense. I just uh, the offensive line playing some good football. I just thought, wow, how can this team have the the come off the season they had last year, have everybody back, and 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 we're not looking at them as the top twenty five team. I, I think that they're actually playing as advertised. I'm not surprised by their record in any way, shape, or form. That's true. You did say that in August, Tom Luganville. National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joins us on the Dusecki Guest Line. Um, as you look at Mississippi State going to Kentucky, and Le- I think Levis will play, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, size that up for me. You know, Kentucky trying to figure it out without Levis. I watched that South Carolina game. You know, neither team was that good on Saturday night. Uh, but South Carolina won the game. So when you look at the matchup between the Dogs and the Cats in Lexington this Saturday night, what do you see? One team's playing with confidence and one isn't. I think that's the thing about Kentucky right now. They are really kind of trying to search and find a rhythm who they are. They haven't been able to get back to being that bully in the play yard that's just going to beat you up in the run game. Um, I Listen, I – I'm not, I don't want to knock Will Levis. I think Will Levis is a very, very talented player. But I also think he's a very, very streaky player. And for all of his physical gifts, I, I just don't know how consistently productive he, he can show himself to be. And he, they need him to play. There's no doubt about that. They need him to play. Um, but I think what, we, what, we, what we're going to see here is if he does play, how consistent is he? And then if you're Jackson Dart, and I, and, I, and I go back to the game against Georgia Tech on the field, and he threw an ill-advised throw that got intercepted, and Lane Kiffin blew up on it. And I think it's because they know how talented he is, but they also know how much confidence he has in his talent, which leads him to make dumb decisions with the football. 
And I think Lane was trying with the early part portion of Ole Miss's schedule to see if he could kind of get that out of him before it starts to get really, really tough. And so it's a long way of getting to the point where I'm saying he has to go on the road and play really, really clean football. And if, if he plays clean football, I think Ole Miss wins the game because I think they're playing with confidence and Kentucky's trying to find their way right now and they're not playing with confidence. So um, when you think about Ole Miss, all right, Tom Luganbill on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Ole Miss hosts Auburn this weekend at 11 a.m. Auburn's in disarray. Um, and they've also been through a tough stretch, and Georgia woke up this weekend and took them out of the game in the first few minutes of the game. So when you look at Ole Miss hosting Auburn, you think Ole Miss runs away with this thing, or do you think Auburn has a little more juice in the tank? Uh, I, I think <laughs> I think Auburn's run out of gas. Uh, I think they're hanging on by the thinnest of thread. I was really surprised at their approach against Georgia. I mean, the, the attempt to throw the football as often as they did, I don't know if it was because they just felt like they couldn't hold up up front. They weren't going to be able to make a move uh, in the run game. You've got Robbie Ashford as an athletic quarterback. You've got Tank Bigsby, but they're not very good in the offensive line. So they completely abandoned the run game. And in my opinion, I don't think it's even a, it's even a discussion um, on whether or not uh, – this is a game. I, I, I think Auburn is done. I, and I don't, I'm not saying that to say that, that Brian Harson's lost the team. I just don't think they're good enough. They're okay. inept in the passing game. They're inept in the passing game. And they can't, they can't make any of their own breaks. And then when they get a gift, when something good happens, they can't seem to capitalize on it. You know, and, and I, I just, I don't, that's not winning football. How would you... How would you describe Auburn's roster right now? I, I know that they're a top 12-ish recruiter. Um, you, you follow this more. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, are they st is it still a pretty good roster? Is it way, way off? Do they still have some dudes? Compared to the last six to eight years, how would you compare, how would you describe this Auburn roster right now? Um lacking of both depth and talent and when you compare it to let's just say the roster they've had five six years ago and you remember those defensive linemen that they were playing with you know whether it was a montrevious adams a carl lawson who are the two big Derek brown i mean they, they had some guys right i mean you had linebackers you had tall corners they don't look like that anymore um the offensive line i think has taken a huge step back but you know what? This is kind of like they're not going after the guys that they're capable of getting, if that makes sense. Like when we become accustomed to seeing Auburn be in on a lot of big names, a lot of high-profile guys, right? And, and they would sign many of them so that you can compete with a Georgia, you can compete with an Alabama, you can compete with a Florida. But they haven't done that the last couple of cycles. And I, I just think that, they're, they're, the who they're targeting is not good enough. Um, okay, it's just not good enough. And, uh, and and to me, that that more than anything else is probably why they need to make a change. Wins and losses aside, 
And I think Brian Harson's a really good football coach. I think he took the wrong job in the wrong footprint of this country. Right. And probably was not ready for what they would have to be up against in recruiting. Sure. No, I, I, we've seen it here. Joe Moorhead. I mean, he's a good football coach. He took the wrong, he was, yeah. he was in way, 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 it's way over his head. It's just a different animal. Tom Luganbill, national college football analyst with ESPN. He joins us on the out of bounds show ESPN one Oh five, nine, the zone. So, so state at Kentucky, Auburn at Ole Miss. Are you picking our teams this week or are you picking, I, I can tell you're picking Ole Miss. Who do you like in the state Kentucky game, MSU or Kentucky? Uh, um, yeah, and I misunderstood you on my previous analysis on on Mississippi State and, and Kentucky, Mississippi State being on the road, not Ole Miss. Obviously, Ole Miss has already played Kentucky. Um, I like Mississippi State for the really the same reasons that that I d- discussed. Better quarterback play. One team's got confidence; the other team doesn't. Okay. Same thing. Um, and then, uh, oh, without question, Ole Miss. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, this is. They're 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 at home, and again, they're just playing much better football. But again, this is a this is a, a a streak of games coming up where you know you and I could be having a conversation three or four weeks from now, five weeks from now that could be a lot different than the one we're having now. No doubt, depending on how they continue to progress. How surprised were you? You you called the LSU spring game. Yeah, um, we talked to you afterwards about it. And yeah. we obviously preview LSU with you a lot when you jump on. You are more than familiar with their roster. And it may not be what it was. Well, it's not what it was three years ago. But still, they, they have dudes. I, I doubt you were surprised that Tennessee won. But for LSU to get blown out and run out of their stadium, did that surprise you? Absolutely, it did. It surprised me. Number one, why are you kicking off a game in Baton Rouge at 11 o'clock in the morning? That's 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 your first problem, right? I mean that's I mean it's that's not the same as playing at three thirty or, or or prime time there. So then the early going of the game, how the game played out early, completely took LSU out of the, the crowd. Just all the air went out of the stadium. And then when that Tennessee team jumps on you, they've become really good at keeping the foot on the gas, and they don't let up. And unless you're built to get into a track meet which in the passing game, LSU is not built that way because Jaden Daniels is way too streaky and, and, and inconsistent uh, in the passing game to keep up. That's what worries me about Tennessee and Alabama this coming week is if Alabama doesn't have Bryce Young and Tennessee gets off to a fast start, Alabama ain't getting into a track meet with Jalen Milrow. No. They're just they're not good no. enough there. And that's exactly what happened to LSU. So. Not surprised Tennessee won. Very surprised at how they won. Mm-hmm. But the way the game started was why they won the way they won. All right. If Bryce Young can play, and let's say he's 80%, how would you handicap that game in Knoxville? If Bryce Young's 80%? Yeah. Well, I think it's not so much it, – it's going to be more about pain tolerance. So pain tolerance can be, it can be dealt with with medication. Sure. And so he might be at 100%. Who knows? Uh, but I, listen, I, what's his range of motion like? You know, does he, does he have, uh, you know, full power and, and, and the ability to, to throw it normally, not have to change anything up? Then, then I think that it's going to be a heck of a football game. I just don't – Tennessee is not the better team. But in the last couple of weeks, maybe Tennessee's playing as good, if not better, football. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Okay. You know, yeah, they're playing at home, okay. 
and they got the and they and they actually believe they can win. That's the other part. Hell yeah, they do. When was the last, <laughs> when was the last time we saw a Tennessee Alabama game where Tennessee actually thought they could win the game? Uh, it's been seventeen so, years. So yeah, so that's another part of it. This game, I think, is a really really scary matchup. But if they've got Bryce Young, they're going to be. I think they're going to be just fine. The game could likely go deep into the fourth quarter. Okay, I sure hope it does. Tom Luganville on the Dosecki guest line. Um, okay, you're going to think I'm crazy here, and that's fine. People think I take crazy pills every morning before the show uh, with some mm. of the things I say. Um, I just think this is where we are in college football today, especially with some programs. I don't think Brent Venables is going to make it uh, this year. Uh, I don't think you can. You can't win at the level they've won the last 22 years, 240 games, averaging 10 to 12 games a year, and do this. You can't throw up a goose egg. People will check out. It's just a bad. It's a bad deal. And they're going to lose several more games because he's going against really good coaches down the stretch, including Gundy and Aranda and Kleiman. Mm-hmm. How do you think I'm, and I do, I think they're going to move off of him December 1. I don't think Castiglione, the chancellor, and so on can do this. And it will be nuts, and people will go crazy over the buyout. How do you see it? They didn't even score a point, Tom, and this is not Texas 2005. Oh, boy, this is... Um... What's so alarming and disturbing about this isn't that they've lost, it's, it's that they're non-competitive. I think when you become non-competitive, there's more deeper-rooted issues. And right now, they are a non-competitive football team. Now, for all the talk that everybody has about you know the transfer portal and how, how much it's transformed rosters and this and that, you could actually say the exact opposite about Oklahoma. Look at the, what the transfer portal has done to them. One of their best receivers is now at Arkansas. All right, Caleb Williams goes to SC. Tanner Mordecai is starting for uh, SMU. Spencer Rattler is at South Carolina. They're now playing with a quarterback who was a backup to Kenny Pickett at Pitt. Not good enough. They literally were trying to come up with any way they could to somehow get a first down by using, how about this, seven players lined up at quarterback for them against Texas. They, all of their best defensive players from last year got drafted. Isaiah Thomas, Perrion Winfrey, Nick Benito, all of them gone. I, here, This is just my personal opinion. Their players, as in the level of players on defense, is really, really poor. Wow. And you started to see it last year. You started to see it last year when they were coming into the season and they were supposed to be really, really good, right? And they had all of those guys in their defensive front seven, and they stunk. They regressed. They actually got worse. And so I, I don't know what to make of this. I, I think Brent Venables is a good coach. Now, obviously, he doesn't have Clemson's players. And that's, you know, we, we can go back to that every single time. You either have players or you don't. If you've got elite players, you're a really, really good coach. If you don't have elite players, you're a, you're a bum, right? Right now, they don't have elite players there, and he looks like a bum. I'm not saying he is one, sure, but that's what happens in this profession. Um, they better get things going quickly, though, because they're going to be heading into a conference where if you think you're going to play with the caliber of players they're having right now, you're going to be in serious trouble. I think they're looking at a massive drop-off, a massive drop-off. They, yeah. You just nailed it. You know it. I've watched it for years. When you go on these three- and four-game stretches in the Southeastern Conference and you pull a top-five recruiter, a top 10 recruiter and a top 15 recruiter and the field, the physicality index and it compounds and all that and the shoulder. They've never experienced that. 
And all their fans, you can't talk a fan out of this. All they know is they've been unbelievable since Stoops got there. And even other than that 10-year window, Switzer was on a hell of a run and so on. I think they are going to absolutely drop off the map like Nebraska, Luke's. Whoo, that would be, that would, number one, that wouldn't be good for college football, and Oklahoma Super fans might jump off the nearest bridge. Um, that is, that's a very, very proud yes. fan base. Yes, And they, they love their Sooners, and I, I, if, if that happened, boy, that would be really, really, really disappointing. The only thing that I would say would be different than them being Nebraska is they border on the state of Texas, and they're going to have those three little letters of SEC that's going to help them in recruiting. Yeah, I agree. They, they will recruit, I think, a little yeah. bit better. All right. Ohio State's in, and then we'll see what happens between Georgia, Bama, and Tennessee. Maybe two of the three get in. It looks like Clemson's trending the right way. All right? Yep. Now, Southern Cal and UCLA are undefeated. I don't think they've got enough juice, but... Do you think that we could get a Pac-12 team? There's a long way to go in this college football playoff party, Luke. Yeah, I actually think I think UCLA is a dark horse. I think SC is a dark horse, even though I don't think SC is anywhere near the top ten roster right now. People people keep glossing over the fact that opponents have turned the ball over like 15 times against USC. Like it, it's it's ridiculous how many gifts they've been given. Well, yeah, I think UCLA, I think USC, I, 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 look, look at Oregon getting hot all of a sudden. Somebody out of that conference could end up being, un, you know, could either be undefeated, one loss, and be a Pac-12 champion. And depending on the chaos everywhere else, could absolutely be a dark horse set. Have fun at BYU this weekend, man. Thank you, buddy. Well, you bet, man. See you. Tom Luganville, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joined us on the Dusecki Guest Line. Show is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Also, the show is brought to you by Went McGee, MortgageManMS.com. He'll shop the best rates for you. MortgageManMS.com. <laughs>